0: Have you checked out cleanselife.com yet? Well, when you get a chance, you're going to want to head over there. This is where the teachings from my books, Emotional Detox and Emotional Detox for Anxiety come to life. So when you get a chance, head on over to cleanselife.com, but wait, make sure you listen to this show first. Welcome to Emotional Detox. My name is Sherrianna, and I am so glad that you are here today. And I hope that you're doing well today. And if you're not feeling so great, as those days do happen, I hope today brings you a little bit of cheer. And I believe it will bring you a little bit of cheer because I have a special guest here for you. And I'm going to introduce her as bright and happy, light and whimsical. Have been the catchphrases attached to some of the art and the writings of Sally Huss, who is my guest today. For over 30 years, Sally, in addition to many other things that she's going to talk about, creates sweet images which dance across her creations in the form of children's books, paintings, wallpaper, ceramics, baby bibs, purses. Clothing or her King Features syndicated newspaper panel, Happy Musings. You can find Sally Huss at sallyhuss.com. She's also a graduate of USC. She has a degree in fine arts, and through the years, she has licensed this is listen to this, guys, 26 art galleries throughout the world. She's also got some experience in tennis, and she's going to talk about that in just a moment. But let me introduce you. Sally, welcome to Emotional Detox.
1: Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here and speak with your people.
0: (laughs) It's wonderful to have you, and it's a lot of fun because I have one of your children's books. And I, I, my youngest daughter's 12. And she said, what? what's that for? And I said, this is my friend. My friend created this book with an illustrator, Sally Huss. And they're really just beautiful. I just love your work. And they make you smile. And if anyone out there is looking for gifts for children, you got to look this lady up. To begin, Sally, if you could just tell us you have such a deep, rich history, and I can imagine the knowledge that you have. Can you share a little bit about who you are and your background?
1: Sure. I'm happy to. Um, I was uh, raised to be a champion, which is an unusual thing in itself, but I was raised to be a tennis champion from the time I was 10 years old. And this was way back because I'm fairly old now but this was way way before money or anything like that into tennis so I was raised still to be a champion and to be a champion in my day meant to win Wimbledon well I spent all of my youth my father was a great supporter and helped to me and got me the best coaches and that sort of thing and um I did Extremely well. <laughs> I won the junior Wimbledon title and the US junior title, and I was a semifinalist at Wimbledon when I was about 19. And because there was no money in the game at that point, there was no future beyond just playing and playing for the glory of glory of winning and participating. So it was not like a career was there. So at that point, I quit tennis and went on to do other things. And one of the things was to study art. And I did that at Occidental College and then at USC where I graduated. At that time, studying art was, those were the classes that I really loved, the art classes. They were the most fun for me. Anything that had to do with art and, Creating something was wonderful. But in the meantime, as far as working, I had extraordinary jobs. I worked for a fellow in, in television for a while. And then I moved on and then worked for Sam Goldwyn Jr. in film. Worked on film and got to see how movies were made. Uh, it was just kind of by flute from one thing to the next. And it all really came from doors opening through tennis. You know, tennis friends, people like me met. And and that's how I ended up being in these great jobs. And then finally, I I did some dance work, a movement work with a movement therapist. And from that, I learned to play tennis. I kind of discovered a, a different way of playing tennis and competing. And that was through movement and the enjoyment of movement and not focusing on results. So it was a very Zen way to play tennis. And I ended up teaching and I taught in Beverly Hills and in Malibu. And I had, you know, celebrity clients, you know, Barbra Streisand and Joel Gray and Larry Hagman and all, Helen Reddy and all these kind of people. And they loved it because I was because it was creative and interesting and fun and very powerful. So anyway, that was a period of my life. And through that, I eventually ended up meeting my future husband, who was then the head of, head of advertising promotion for Hallmark Cards. And uh, somebody kind of set me up to meet him with all my artwork that I had been stashing away in a little box that I would write things. I would write amusing things. I would do meditation and this idea would come to me and I'd write it down and put it in this box. So I had all this stuff and they wanted me to show this man from Hallmark. Well, he looked at it and he said, this is all well and fine, but it's much too esoteric. For Hallmark, we need something more that everybody would be understand. So anyway, we got together finally and um, beyond my artwork. So that ended up, we ended up in Aspen running a big tennis facility, building a big tennis facility for a man out of New York. And we ran this, uh, it was called the Aspen Club. And I played a Battle of the Sexes match against Bobby Riggs. And man, had great fun, three days of great fun. So we did a lot of things. And then we went off and did our own things rather than working for someone else. So we ended up in California. And my husband was in real estate at that time. And then what happened is I started seeing these craft shows. And I look at these craft shows. And I said, oh, my gosh, I can do that. <laughs> I did that and I kind of did started to remember that I'd been trained as an artist, and so I started writing little thoughts and then illustrating, putting little illustrations with them, and created a whole line of these things. And my husband, with his Hallmark background, would guide me, and he'd say, "Okay, give me a line on you know for professions. Give me a you know for." families. And so I had mothers, fathers, you know, sisters, all these things, plus inspirational thoughts. So I had all these things. And he, at one point he said, he said, you know, cause I was going around doing these little craft shows and doing extremely well. And he said, you know, why don't we just open a gallery and a oh gosh, It never occurred to me to open a gallery that was very way beyond my scope of my vision. But anyway, we opened one in Laguna. And um, one gallery became five galleries that we owned, you know, in La Jolla, Del Mar, Pasadena, you know, we had five galleries, Santa Monica, Santa Monica Promenade, wonderful location. And we were doing extremely well. And people kept coming in and they'd say, you know, I'd like a little happy store like this. Because not only was I doing these little inspirational things, but I was also now painting and doing large paintings. So we're putting all this all over the place. So five galleries, I was filling five galleries with art and inspirational thoughts. So other people came in and they said, yes, we want these happy stores. So my husband, he had created the original Hallmark card shops. So he said, um, he figured out how to do it in a very simple way so they could open their own store. So, you know, Coronado and then across the country, all these little stores. So that's how there ended up to be 26 of these happy stores. Mm -hmm. Uh, From those um, things, all sorts of things would happen, you know, uh, somebody would come in from a certain company, a wallpaper company, and they said, oh, my gosh, we would like to have those kinds of things on our wallpaper for children. And I said, oh, okay, just a minute. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had to work really fast to be able to supply all these stores. So anyway, um, it, it became, there were clothing lines and purse lines, tons of purses, baby bibs. I, I looked back and saw that I had created 100 baby bib, bib designs. They were so adorable. And, you know, as I say, a lot of different t-shirt lines uh, and Then I did stationery. I did greeting card lines for American and calendars and, you know, all that kind of stuff that's Mm. in the stores would have all these products. So it was really a lovely, lovely thing. And what happened is 9-11 hit. Mm. These were just little stores, not big operations or these are mom and pops. So those stores closed down. And when they closed down and I got out my box of books that I had written and little stories I had written and then I, had a much more um, common sense idea of how to present those ideas and uh, rather than too esoteric. So I began creating children's books that my husband, who's a great researcher, must have read a hundred books on how to market and how to um, create ebooks and ebooks were the thing at that point. So we started in and um, I was turning out about a book a week. A children's book a week. That's not only writing it but illustrating it, <laughs> and then figuring out how to format it and put it up. And uh, so those grew. I like my art. I never worried about having a perfect book or a perfect anything like my art. When I would paint a painting, I never worried about doing it. I just do another one, do another one, do another one, and you know. And I kept them so that so that the people who bought these paintings, they were very reasonably priced. No problem. There you go. You know, I would paint them. My people would frame them up and out they would go and sell them. But the, the same thing happened with the books is that I kept going. I just kept going. I didn't stop and worry and perfect anything. So in doing it, I found that you perfect things. And that's because of this I probably came from my tennis background or from my being trained as a champion to focus, to work hard, but to also not worry about the last ball, but hit the next one. You know, here, hit the next one. Here's another one. Here's another one. So I just kept going. And that's how I've come to create this large line, over 100 books now in the line. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's what I do now, and I and I take themes. I was just writing up something rec- just today that uh, kind of summed up what what it is that I do. And I take take a theme, um, and it, they used to come out of just coincidences. My husband was in the hospital at some point, and uh, the nurse there said, looked at my children's books, and she said, "Oh my!" She said, "You have to meet my father." My father is the mayor of Anaheim, California. And he ran on a platform of kindness. And you have to meet him. And they instituted a platform of culture, rather, a culture of kindness in the whole city of Anaheim, including, wow. including the school system. So she, she arranged for me to meet him and we had a nice chat and this and that. But anyway, that, so that's how a book came about and the book, that book is called The Monkeys Who Tried Kindness, you know, because people are always asking, you know, where do you get your ideas for doing books? Yeah. Books, but where do you get your ideas? Things like that happen. But I also was fascinated. I would be fascinated with sounds. And I did a series of books that had that were on the guh sound or the shush sound or the this. And I would do a whole series of little, little books like that.
0: And Let me um, ask you a question real quick, sure. just because you have, there, there's so much here and it's amazing. I just, I'm loving this. I got to back you yeah, up for a second. You have so much inspiration running through you. Got so much positive, kind, loving, inspirational energy running through you. But Sally... There must have been times, I mean, you mentioned your husband in the hospital, and I'm wondering if you have any advice or suggestions for listeners who are feeling really down right now. How do you, what did you learn from being a champion? I know that there's the discipline part, but how do you get, because I mean, There's also times where things aren't working out. And I'm also wondering about work overload because it sounds like you did a lot. How did you balance all of this?
1: I was around very wise people at a certain point in my life. And I was brought back. I had been anorexic very, very thin and through very wise people. And through them, I learned really about life um, more than (laughs)
0: Can you go back for a second? What did you just say, Sally?
1: Do you, you, were, you were anorexic? Right. I mean, the doctor, uh, I was so thin that I couldn't do, when I worked with a dance therapist, I couldn't sit on the floor because I was so thin. It was wow. beautiful. And she sent me to a great homeopath acupuncturist. And this was way back in the 70s. So this was before all of that. Anybody understood what that was about, what acupuncture, homeopathy was about. He was European and very wise, and he never used the word anorexia. Never, but he just slowly changed my thinking. And and uh, you know, and then I, he said, "You cannot live on uh, nervous energy alone." But anyway, I was around wise, wise people, and that helped me a great deal. I have a book that somebody else had looked, you know, I was doing a, a chat with somebody and they said, I want to talk to you about, about this book called The Importance of Living Happy. Yeah. And um, I, um, gosh, I thought, he said, oh, we're going to record this and we're going to talk about it. And I thought, oh my, I wonder what was in that book. Said, Once I do a book, I hardly remember.
0: I know the feeling. I know the feeling, Sally. So what
1: happened is, I had to run around looking in all over the house for a copy of this thing, and I didn't have one, so I 't order them myself. Uh, what I found, which is is a great book and the story of this book is very interesting because I took a lot of this philosophy that I had been had been passed on to me through the wise people and my experiences, my spiritual experiences that sort of thing and I put it in in, in a book that I had in the gallery. It was called The Happy Book. And it had 30 exercises for greater joy. Mm -hmm. And um, I went by fluke. There was a, the the book expo was going on in Los Angeles. So I quickly packed up my little, little sample book that I had. And I went off to the book expo. And I went in and out of booths talking to different people. And I went into this booth called 10 Speed Press. And the the editor, head editor there, she looked at me and I was wearing a Jams pair of slacks. And Jams is a Hawaiian company, you know, very floral and very tropical stuff. She must meet Phil. She said, Phil is the owner of 10 Speed Press and he only wears Jams clothes. So I said, okay, I'll come back at three and meet Phil. And we hit it off and he held my little book and he thumbed through it. He did not open it. He just felt it. And he said, we will publish this book.
0: No way.
1: And it will, you will be very happy with the contract. So anyway, <sighs> we did that long ago, this book called The Happy Book. So when I got into doing my own books and self-publishing on Amazon, um, by that time, this book was kind of out of print with them. And they gave me the rights back. And so I changed the title, which I had, was never quite happy with. So I changed the title to The Importance of Living Happy. This is all in a way to get around to say, how do you help these people who are not feeling happy at this moment? Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. So anyway, the happy book is 30 Ways to Do It. It's, it's the importance of living happy and it's 30 ways to do it and it's little exercises. And first of all, you have to understand the importance of living happy or joy. In Mm -hmm. other words, you have to understand that that's the underlying current and that's the, your underlying nature, whatever you think is on the surface, it's not your nature and you have to identify with that Mm -hmm. and um, do anything you can. One of the most powerful exercises is to go out and sit in the rising sun mm-hmm. to get the sunlight because that, those rays of the sun carry very special uh, ingredients that could help uplift anybody. That's right. These are circumstances that we live in here, but our heart and our essence of ourselves is on another plane, and we have to continually uh, bring that back and find ways because it's essential that you remain happy and mm-hmm. find ways. So that's that's what this book is. And I've just... Love it. I've just what written...
0: Called, what is that called again, Sally? This is called The Importance of Living Happy. The Importance of Living Happy. Yeah. available and... on your website? Yes. You yeah, can see, You can see, every, I'm sure everything's right there for everybody if yeah. you wanted to... Go check out her books. And, you know, I'm realizing, Sally, as you're talking, and you have all these, well, I don't really believe in coincidences. I don't know how you feel about that. But you have all these meeting these different people that come in these opportunities, the fact that you marry someone from Hallmark. And, and I'm realizing that you make people feel a certain way. Yes. You not need to say anything. You just You just appear and people feel something around you and and perhaps that's happy perhaps that's what happiness does when you when you feel happy this is what happens in your life people show up and they want to help you they want to work with you they want to be around you they want you to rise up and i think you're just living proof of that
1: yeah i've been very very fortunate this you know, when I did these little uh, inspirational thoughts that I had in baskets and people would come into the galleries and they would look for something and sometimes they would just come in. It was like feeding themselves. Mm. They, they were like people at trough feeding yeah. themselves. They would stop in and <laughs> they'd go out and they would be, they'd be feeling really good. And, it was a, and I realized that there was a whole philosophy that I had created within that, in those little thoughts and in, in the gallery in um, Palm Desert, La Quinta, um, the head of the, the new editor of the uh, newspaper there came in. He loved these little thoughts. He said, why don't we put these in, newspaper, in our newspaper? And I said, that would be great. You know? So we put it there and eventually I sent it off to King Features and they put it in. So I, I wrote these things for 12 years oh. and they were a six day a week um, daily panel so i've just taken after my husband's insistence create a companion book for the importance of living happy and i've just created 365 reminders of the importance of living happy ah, yeah and that's, that's amazing up. yeah happy days are made by happy people happy people are made by choice yeah and if you wait to be happy you will wait forever. Yeah. If you're happy now, you'll be happy forever. Oh. So have a discipline to be happy. It's very important, yeah. not only for yourself to function, but as you say, the vibration goes out and it affects everything in your
0: life. And so. it changes you and it changes people around you. Yes. Yes, is, Sally, this has been so wonderful. I'm so grateful for hearing and, and listening to you today. I know so many other people are feeling it. I feel like that's a great place for us to end, but I want to give you the opportunity to, do you want to share anything about marriage? How long have you been married? Uh, let's see, 42 or three years. <laughs> <laughs> Okay.
1: Yeah, we remember Me, that Halloween.
0: And and and, do you ever share how young you are?
1: Uh, oh, um, um, next month I will be eighty.
0: Okay, so yeah. you, so you're going to be eighty. You have been married for forty two or forty three years. Yes. And any any tips for people out there for fostering that healthy? It sounds like the two of you worked really well together. To yeah. And each other's strengths yes and we had
1: many mutual uh, interests you know tennis he was a wonder he's a wonderful athlete and so we had tennis in common we had a lot of things in common and um, I think that that was very useful he's been the most supportive person I could ever have the best husband I could ever have I couldn't have d- designed him exactly that's the truth of it I did design him because I wrote a book on it how to get your man and created a formula <laughs> so that I got my man and then I shared that formula with many people and eventually wrote the book on it and uh, you know the stories are, are still terrific that I hear from people but he's wonderful so that's what I do yeah
0: and that book's on your website yes yes <laughs>
1: Yes, I think I think also the the importance of knowing that nothing outside of you can make you happy. It's yeah. so important. That it's inside. It's inside. Yeah, and, and the tips, the tips in this little book, the tips of, of things that get in your way, what gets in the way, and that's the helpful thing, is how to blink your eyes when a negative thought passes in front of you. Blink your eyes and clear your consciousness that's right back to your natural your your essence your nature is joyous (laughs) Ah,
0: that is just beautiful absolutely beautiful so once again thank you so much for your time today your wisdom and all those beautiful stories that you have and I want to remind my audience that your emotions matter processing them matters more take care and be happy
1: Thank you for listening. To learn more about the Emotional Detox live group coaching sessions and all of Sheriana's books, go to sharianaboyle.com.